Hey folks, my name is Jason Spies and I travel across these great states talking to small business owners, CEOs, policymakers, musicians and mentors about making money, giving back and balancing life. I find out how they prioritize professional and personal time while still making money. Yes indeed, our guests are real heavyweights in understanding business and life. So get ready to relax, learn a little bit, and get a cup of coffee ready because my name is Jason Spies and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio. Sitting on a million, sitting on it every day. Can't make no money giving your stuff away. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. Welcome to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies and I'm your host today. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation. Coffee and Capitalism brings you exclusive interviews and distinct content from leaders who drive our economy. From CEOs to small business owners to mentors, Coffee and Capitalism is a leader in innovation, ideas, and inspiration. Coffee and Capitalism is about making money and giving back, learning the fine art of balancing work and family life and prioritizing your time. On today's episode of Coffee and Capitalism Radio, we talk with Nicholas Burris with Magna Beerus Oil. What a great interview this is, folks. They're in the Illinois Basin. They're drilling oil down in the Illinois Basin, and they figured out a way to get a well going for $75,000. Of course, up in the Bakken, you're talking about $8 million for a well, maybe $7 million. Uh, down in the Illinois Basin, they're figuring out a way to do it for $75,000. And uh, a neat way for just kind of the uh, novice or maybe somebody looking at getting into the oil and gas industry. They got a great investment opportunity down there. So that's Nicholas Burris, Magna Beerus Oil. And then we talk with Mark J. Lindquist, public speaker. He, of course, travels across the country, giving his motivational speaking. He also uh, is a heck of a national anthem thing, singer and does it before a lot of NFL games right now. So we're pretty fortunate to be joined by Mark J. Lindquist a little later in the program. Cody Trom with Ten Code Security uh, Company. And then Junior Ureus, Up and Smoke Barbecue. He was a uh, one of those TV shows, Barbecue uh, Pit Master Challenge, the one that's on the uh, Travel Channel, the Discovery America Channel, uh, with uh, Myron Maxson, I believe is his name. Uh, anyway, uh, Junior Urias won it, and so we're going to talk with him a little later in the program as well. Uh, that's what we got for today's program, folks. Pull up a stool, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and enjoy, because my name is Jason Spies, and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch Coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber, president of the United Way of Cass Clay, says about Hatch Coaching. I think it's a really exciting time for our young leaders today because um, leaders like Eric Hatch are changing the face of what it means to lead an organization or what it means to lead a brand. He's changing that. For many years, I think that the the gold standard of leadership has been somebody who is very polished and has it all together or seemingly has it all together and throughout the years. um, I think that we've now, especially with technology and social media, we are drawn to what's real. 
To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Cody Trom with Ten Code. Yeah, it's uh, Cody Trom, and I'm uh, one of the owners of Ten Code uh, Security in Bismarck, North Dakota. Ten Code Security. Let's talk a little bit about what it is you guys do. Uh, well, uh, the, the company first uh, was, was developed uh, about three years ago, and it started out as a uh, security and investigative company. Um, last year, um, we added a new division to our company, the Energy Services side, and uh, some people think, well. How does energy and security, how does that all come together? Well, we developed a program, a compliance program, that kind of meshes the, the two divisions together uh, using investigative techniques uh, out in the Bakken. So, but it's, it's kind of a pretty, a pretty diverse uh, program that we have. So security, uh, here at the conference, obviously, a lot of the CEOs have their own personal security. Uh, I imagine there's security at the conference. Are we talking about outside, like on the well site, or where exactly are the physical location of your security guys? Kind of all over, you know. We got uh, we got locations, uh, you know, um, various places in North Dakota. We got some people here in Bismarck that do some uh, some security work for us. But most of our most of our work is out in the back, and you know, we, we've catered to the oil industry. So, one, a question I like to ask people because the oil industry gets pretty diverse, but also gets pretty specific too. Yes. Uh, who would be your direct customer? I would imagine anybody, but well, we kind of keep that quiet yeah. only because uh, you know our clients kind of like that. But yeah, we've got uh, we probably have you know four four major clients out, out in the back, and that we do most of our work for. You know, um, you know, a lot of it isn't. Uh, consistent work you know we, we get called and you know our projects are very short term sometimes um, you know especially in the downturn you know uh, budgets are a little bit tight but there's always still a need for security so you know we get called uh, frequently uh, oil and gas obviously is a lot of training security a lot of training not much training mostly watching a monitor now talk to me about what is involved uh, you know we're not we don't do much uh, you know uh, uh, monitor watching um, most, if not all, of our, our personnel are um, current law enforcement, former law enforcement, or, you know, um, veterans or, you know, former military. So they already have that background when they come to us. It's not that we wouldn't take somebody new and, and build them from the ground up, but when they come to us, they already have that foundation. And so we just kind of maintain their, their skill level. So in addition to, you know, obviously the um, secure service that you do bring, Sometimes there's some ancillary benefits that come from it, whether it be, you know, uh, insurance rate goes down or maybe they can do more things that they couldn't do before through some regulational type things. Do you guys get quite into that or is that a little advanced you know, still? We, we don't. We okay. don't get involved in that aspect of it. That's probably a good thing. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, What's next for you guys? Okay, because you mentioned outside of oil and gas, right? You do stuff outside of oil and gas? Yeah, we you know we cater to some of the uh, you know local hospitals. Okay. Um, so we do some security, security work for them. Um, a lot of investigative work here locally. Um, in fact, we have one, a, a contract with uh, you know workforce safety, so we do... Okay. Um, large majority of their investigative work so stakeouts uh yes to a certain extent yes <laughs> obviously okay i didn't want to get you in too much trouble but i <laughs> but i know a little bit what you're talking about uh just final thoughts i'd like to leave uh the the 
the interviewer with the final word. That way the question's not framed by me. Is there anything that we should uh, reiterate, anything we didn't mention? Any kind of final thoughts are yours? No, I don't think so. I think you pretty much covered it. Hey, thanks, man. All right. To listen to the full-length interview with Cody Trom with 10Code or to listen to other Coffee and Capitalism features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coffee and Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All those social media links are available at thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. Check out our uh, social media sites and be part of our ever-growing 350,000 followers with the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies. This is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Hey folks, I want to take a quick second to tell you just in time for summer, the Crude Life t-shirts are now on shale. Three different designs available. Show your support for the industry and become an energy enthusiast by living the crude life. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now on shale. That's the Crude Life t-shirts now on shale. Peace, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spees, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spees. No one does an interview like Jason Spees. Jason Spees is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spees on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. <laughs> this is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Nicholas Burris with Magna Burris Oil. Nicholas Burris, Magna Burris Oil, LLC, Sheridan, Wyoming. Now, you're based out of Sheridan, Wyoming, but I think the last time we checked in with you guys, you guys were drilling or finding some success down in the Illinois Basin. Do I got my notes right? Yeah, yeah, we just moved down from uh, that area down here to the inexpensive drill and a lot more risk-friendly. So what's happening down in the Illinois Basin? Uh, we're continuing to, to do what we've always done. We're drilling oil wells, um, having success at it. We've uh, just acquired a lot of oil wells in the Illinois Basin that are for sale at this point. A lot of uh, landowners at this point heck, cannot afford to keep their oil wells up and running by themselves. They don't have the experience to do it, so they're putting them up for sale. And it, uh, it's actually become a, a lucrative opportunity for people that would like to, you know, get into something without drilling. It's already been drilled and it's producing oil. Well, and also the last time I checked in with you, they, the, you guys were doing like a $75,000 well or trying to come up with a, a really favorable number for an entry-level um, investment. I mean, you know, you're talking about, you know, something under a hundred grand. That's I guess would be considered entry level on a lot of different aspects. Actually, under a million is entry level on a lot of aspects. But uh, talk to me a little bit about that price point and where you guys are at with that. Well, we're 
Yeah, the same thing. We've still got 2,500 acres that's available for drilling and the lower portion of the Illinois Bay, and we're keeping it at that set price. Um, we're, we're doing that for a reason because we believe in the uh, more that we drill, the, the better off we'll be in the long run. We're doing our best to establish a, a network of oil wells throughout the Illinois Basin, both you know, re, re-entry wells and drilling wells, and uh, because of the mess of it, we've decided to just at the same rate we've been always doing, and it seems to be working rather well. And b- people are seeing pretty good returns on that seventy-five thousand. Is that's the set price, right? Seventy-five. Yeah, it's seventy-five. And when I say seventy-five, a lot of people think that's just uh, you know drilling and that's it, but that includes everything. And as long as we own the leases that we have designated for that, but uh, you know, right now it's between thirty and forty, and uh, that's that's pretty good for the market nowadays. Now, where is the Illinois base, and what states are we talking about? Well, it runs from Illinois, Indiana, and goes into Kentucky, uh, around the Indiana-Kentucky border, around Owensboro, Kentucky, and down through Davies County, Ohio County, Butler County, and Warren County. A little bit in Scottsville, Kentucky, which is Allen County, but the majority of what we're concentrating right now on is Warren County, because uh, that's where we've had our best success at so far. And it's inexpensive to drill. We go up higher into the Illinois base, and you have to drill deeper. And when you drill deeper, there's more of a cost to it. So we're kind of staying in the same area right now for cost effectiveness. Well, that's what I was going to ask you is, you know, I, I do a lot of covering of the Bakken, and, you know, they're talking, you know, $7 million for a well, that sort of thing. But they're also going two miles deep and doing some pretty complex fracking. Um, for 75000 I I mean, I, how, how primitive, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but you know, some of these fracking things are pretty complex. And to me, it would seem like you're using a lot of old school methods to uh, get this, this, um, I guess, shale or this, this, this land cracked. What, what, without divulging your secrets, what are you guys doing there at the well? Well, it's not really a secret. A lot of people are doing it up here. We just realized the profit potential in it. That's why we've moved to this area. But it's a simple, it's a simple drill with an air rig. There's no platforms or anything to put up. The area is already set up for electrical most of the time. A road structure is great, so there's not a building of roads. Um, we we got to between you know 800 and 1500 feet to hit our oil well in what's called the coniferous, which is, you know you can Google that. Uh, Illinois Basin Coniferous in Kentucky, and you'll see the success it's had. It's got about an 85% success rate of going through it. So it's a simple acid stimulation. It's not really a frack. We put 2,500 gallons of acid, pressurize it into the formation with packers, and that does the job. So as far as the, the old-fashioned serious fracking, it really doesn't work in the Illinois Basin because it, it down here, especially where we're drilling at right now, there's a lot of red clay. And the red clay does not allow the oil to go from formation to formation. And what I mean by that is these are fault traps. So the red clay doesn't allow the uh, crude oil to migrate to other fault traps. So you don't need to frack uh, conventional ways where you've got to go out so many feet before you put the oil to come back in. It's usually all right there in one area. Uh, right now, the Kentucky Geology Department and the University of Kentucky, can, you know, they say there's about a million barrels in each hole that we drop the maximum it can do. Now, you're not going to get anywhere near that, of course, but these wells do last usually between 20, 23 years. Uh, it's got a, when you first drill, it's got about 28% run rate and about 7% a year after that. But the longevity of these wells makes it well, it's well worthwhile to get into one 
this isn't a get rich quick wealth. It's a continuous stream of revenue for many, many years, and that's why it's popular. Plus, what the tax breaks are getting today uh, for drilling, it makes for a great opportunity. The, the 75 gets you 100% working interest and uh, 75% net revenue interest, so you can't beat it. You can't get that anywhere else in the United States that I know of. Well, how can somebody go about doing that? I mean, it's this is you know th- th- these are dollar figures that middle middle class people can seriously look into. You know, I mean, you don't have to be rich to do what you're talking about here. So, um, you know, do they go through their bank? Do they you know do they call you guys directly? Is there some sort of um, you know th- third party middleman? Talk to me a little bit about if somebody's got some interest and. In, you know, getting involved in one of these $75,000 wells, um, how, how they can do that. Yeah, we don't have middlemen. When you when you come on board with us, if you do more than one well, we actually assign the lease to you, so it'll be your lease. And, uh, right, that has some note code that purchases our uh, crude oil from us, and they send your checks directly to the individuals. We, there's no middleman at all. They don't send us the check, and then we take fees back and everything. Uh, the monthly fee to run one of these suckers is probably only about $135 a month. That's like a major problem to it. So the monthly fees aren't that big a deal. But uh, we register it with the state as their property, and the well belongs to them. They make the decisions on them right along with us. So we've got people that are in line to park with other people. We've got people that just come in and if we write checks, they go to town. It's not a, you know, in all business, and I'm sure people that listen to your program know that there's a lot of people want to $300,000 in Texas got barely a percentage, you know, a few percentages of an oil well. And when the oil well went under, they basically lost all their money. Well, in Illinois Basin, you can take that 300000 and drill, you know, three wells and have three chances of hitting one just one. And uh, with an 85% success rate, it's awful. It's not to do that. It's just people have a hard time grasping that there could be oil up around the Kentucky, Indiana area. And there is a little up here, but like I said, it's not a get-rich-quick thing. It's, uh, you know, you take your tax break, you have longevity of uh, revenue coming into you. But uh, as far as middlemen and everything, we don't believe in that. We, we are there to work for the people and report to them um, as long as they, uh, you know, have some kind of understanding of the oil business, then they shouldn't have any problem at all understanding and being able to take care of what, of what we do for them. What are some of your investors saying? Are they... Um... You know, do they have to be patient? Are they getting good returns? Are they looking at it as a retirement account thing, I guess? What are you hearing back from some of your investors? Well, you've got to be both. I mean, you're, you're going to get a return, but you have to be patient about it, too, because these are a little bit different. Up in Texas, and that's the hardest thing I think we have with people that are, that are new to the business. They're used to watching TV or something and thinking that when you drill an oil well, uh, you're going to get a gusher and it's going to make you a billion dollars in two weeks. And, and you can sit back and relax and take it easy. But that's just not the way it is. And it's not even really that, that in Texas. It's a process you have to to figure out what the actual uh, production rate is going to be. It's a slow process. It takes weeks to figure out exactly what the production is going to be out of a well. And if you keep your patience, you'll be happy. But when you get impatient, you want to know, well, how many, well, how many barrels is it doing every day? Well, it's going to fluctuate every day because we're, we're, these are natural gas-driven. They're not water-driven. To listen to the full-length interview with Nicholas Beerus with Magna Beerus Oil or listen to other Coffee and Capitalism features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. 
Be part of our ever-growing social media army of energy enthusiasts, industry enthusiasts, all kinds of coffee and capitalism enthusiasts, 350,000 strong. Be part of our social media audience. Go to thecrudelife.com, click on our social media tab, and check out our social media sites. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. Oh my God, stops when I go. The music on today's program is written and performed by the Moody River Band. For more information on the Moody River Band, their links, and their music, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com, and click on the Musicians tab. This is the Moody River Band. I'm walking, I'm talking, I'm smoking, I'm joking with the people that I know. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable Hatch coaching is. Don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Christy Huber, president of the United Way of Cass Clay, says about Hatch coaching. I think it's a really exciting time for our young leaders today because um, leaders like Eric Hatch are changing the face of what it means to lead an organization or what it means to lead a brand. He's changing that. For many years, I think that the, the gold standard of leadership has been somebody who is very polished and has it all together or seemingly has it all together and throughout the years. Um, I think that we've now, especially with technology and social media, we are drawn to what's real. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. <laughs> this is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? Nothing. You need a raise. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, public speaker Mark J. Lindquist. Well, uh, Breath is Limited Motivational Speaking and Entertainment is our company, and uh, we travel all over the country and, and inspire people. We advance ideas. We ignite passion. Um, we give keynote speeches, and that's kind of our, our wheelhouse. You know, our specialty is the opening or closing, non-industry-specific keynote at a conference or a, you know, a big a national deal. Um, so, Jared and I work uh, together out of Fargo, North Dakota, and travel all over the country. Written a couple books, and our goal is to go out there and inspire people. And now, um, Mark Lindquist, you're the main speaker, is Correct. that right? Correct. Okay, and Jared would be the behind-the-scenes guy, or he's kind yeah. of the guy holding all the, the strings, you know, the puppet master, the guy the, with the, with the brains, you know. <laughs> I'll I'll fancy myself as the looks, and since this is on radio, you can't tell. So. <laughs> I'm definitely the brains. <laughs> but, but you both sound good looking. Uh, <laughs> no, Jared's the business manager and, and negotiates the contracts and, and uh, deals with all of the 
analytical stuff. You know, was this a, a business partnership out of the gate, or was this like where uh, Mark did you come to Jared, or Jared did you come to Mark, or how, how Genesis? Let's start with that. Yeah, you know, actually, we've known each other for 10, 12 years. You know, so it kind of grows out of a friendship and an entrepreneurial spirit, and. Um, you know, when I got out of the military, uh, just like a lot of veterans, you're, you're looking for a gig. You're trying to figure out, well, now Uncle Sam's not telling me what to do, uh, what to wear, where to be, how to act. Um, what can we What can we do together? You know, because we always we're kind of we kind of fancy ourselves as like Hewlett and Packard, if you know that story. You know, they they didn't start out making printers and computers. They started out doing whatever whatever came to their mind in their garage. You know, so it didn't matter what they were doing. It was more that the business partnership was the right thing. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, we run a, a few different companies. Um, and, you know, the motivational speaking for me is, uh, is the main way that I um, you know, impact the world. Yeah. Well, when, when was your first gig? When was your first motivational speaking gig, I guess? We've been doing it professionally for about two years or so. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's kind of funny. When you're uh, young and in high school, I would give speeches at a youth conference. Sure. I would, when the pastor was gone at our local church in Ortonville, Minnesota, I would fill in for him, you know. And I was given, given the speeches and, and uh, been interested in that. The occasional best man speech, you know. Uh, but then, like I said, after the military, uh, we started doing it professionally. Started speaking all over the region. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, the word of mouth spreads. And we did 82 keynotes last year. Um, we'll pr- we'll booked for over 75 this year already. We'll probably do about a buck 25 or so. Uh, you know, and for a speaker, that's moving. That uh, is moving. A lot of guys try to do about 50 a year. Um, I was going to say, most people try to do one a week. Right, right. I mean, that, that's kind of a speaker's goal, right? One a week? Right, I mean, right. In and, a perfect world, I guess, as far as if you're putting your business plan together. Sure, sure. You know, and if it could be that, uh, if you could control it like that, then wouldn't that be great? But hey, when they call, you, you go. And, you know, I'm a single guy, um, love traveling, love being on the road, um, no family of my own yet, so it's perfect. Mm-hmm. I can just, uh, Jared can put me on the road and use and abuse me. <laughs> and uh, what, what is it you speak on? You speak on motivation, but just kind of uh, some, some bullet points from there. Sure. Uh, there's really three topics. It's passion, leadership, and service. Um, passion being, uh, you know, with the book that we wrote, it's called Passion, Eight Steps to Find Yours. Uh, like I had said, that that, that book now is, um, the sales of that book outpaced the, the sales of 95% of books in America. And so the word is spreading, you know. So I'll go in and give that talk to, you know, a billion-dollar company. You know, we just spoke for U.S. Foods. We speak for Sanford. We speak for Essentia, all the big ones here in the Midwest. Uh, Bobcat, uh, another one of them. And will reignite the passion inside of somebody's workforce, you know. So if I'm speaking at a sales meeting or a manager's meeting, you know, um, I'm going to, you know, fancy myself as the perfect, um, you know, get them all fired up at the beginning of the conference or send them out the door on fire, you know. I call them pep rallies. Cor- yeah. Corporate pep rallies is right. what I call them, yeah. Absolutely, yeah. you know, and, and, and just give the, the, your people that jolt that you need to be able to carry on, you know, a third quarter goals or whatever it is. Um, so that's kind of our wheelhouse. Um, but at the same time, about a third of what we do is in front of youth, you know, and, and student conferences and school assemblies because, you know, it takes a certain personality or energy to be able to get those young folks to open up and listen to, you know. So, And over the years, I've had some good fortune in the entertainment business, so, so especially the youth kind of latch on to my, uh, my story. I've uh, been seen on Lost in Hawaii Five-0 and in the Universal Studios movie Battleship, uh, performed in 22 countries and 44 states. Um, for about a million people all over the globe. So, you know, bringing that as an entertainer first, I think that we're unique when it comes to um, speakers out there on the circuit because we were first 
I was first an entertainer. I first knew how mm -hmm. to entertain a crowd and connect with an audience, and now we have great messages to bring behind that. Um, and I think that is unique because a lot of times when, you, when it comes to the speakers, uh, you know, like we were just talking about our friend, um, you know, he achieves great things in, in another realm and then figures out a way to get into the motivational speaking circuit. Mm -hmm. So the, the craft or art of connecting with an audience is probably something they have to learn. Well, that's the one thing you know I, was, what I'm I was noticing is that you started out being a, a speaker entertainer, whereas a lot of people, they already have that gift and then they go into, say, real estate or uh, um, construction or media, whatever it might be. But then they later in life, they become that speaker. They become that Tony Robbins, if you will. You know what I mean? Right. That, right. that person with the life experience. But um, you you have a little bit more life experience for somebody your age or you're uh, of a different ethnicity, living in the Midwest. Yeah, yeah. Is, yeah. Has that played into your you know and, speaking and, and, circuit? And 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 maybe um, you know I, I'm, I was born in Seoul, South Korea, and then adopted and brought here. And you know I tell that story all over the country. You know just because I I do I feel fortunate to to be living here in the land of opportunity. And certainly we, we, we had one African American in my high school. Yeah, right. In, in right. North Dakota. Just so <laughs> just so you know. It's so in Hortonville, Minnesota. I was the minority population. You and know? he was on the homecoming court out of guilt. <laughs> <laughs> he was in school for right. two weeks, and he was on the homecoming court. <laughs> I love it. So I can identify with that. Guy. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been in his shoes. Um, <laughs> you, you know, so, so you know, that that is unique. Um, you know, to be a motivational speaker based out of Fargo, North Dakota, but also to be an Asian American, to, to, uh, to be adopted, uh, to have had some luck and success in the Hollywood realm and then in the entertainment realm. Uh, yeah, you know, I think around here, and especially in the, you know, the northern tier maybe, um, you know, because when you think about entertainment, when you think about performers, I brought in the guy from New York City or L.A., and that's the big deal, you know. Um, I think sometimes you, you, you can stand out um, with what we're doing where we're doing it. It's hard to notice it when you're doing it. You know what I mean, right? You know, we're just we're just two guys right. uh, trying to do our best in the world. Yeah. People look at you. Do you know how many odds you've overcome? Well, no. I just wake up and go. Right. Absolutely. You know? and, and I think that's what a lot of entrepreneurs and capitalists do. They don't understand their obstacles. Right. You know, they just kind of keep going. And is that what you kind of speak on? You know, I, I think that. Um, wait, rephrase, rephrase the question. Yeah, I yeah. just just um, I guess overcoming obstacles. Your life has oh, yeah, like yeah, yeah. been Thank filled you. with it, so to me it seems like that was, that's what you'd speak on. Absolutely, because it hasn't been an easy road for me. No. Take, take for this for example. I'm 33 years old, and in the last 15 years, I've had 15 jobs, right? And, and, and a lot of people would take a look at that life and say, man, that is the recipe or the beginnings for a failed life. My uncle would say, you're a loser. <laughs> right, <laughs> you can't right, hold right. down a job. <laughs> My uncle said the same thing. <laughs> but He's I tell, a farmer. <laughs> I tell you what, though, you know, uh, for me, I knew that I wasn't going to settle for anything less than absolute passion in my life. You know, I was going to love what I do. I saw people when I was growing up that didn't love what they did. And, and through all of that, I said, you know what, my life is going to stand for something different, right? And even if I have to go uh, travel, you know, in every state in the country and all over the world and try to figure this out for what is making, what makes me tick, I'm going to do it, and I'm, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to pick up and start fresh and, and, and start in a new industry that I don't know anything about because I just simply saw it as if I'm going to find the thing I love, if I try a bunch of new things, I'm improving my odds, right? To listen to the full-length interview with Mark J. Lindquist or to listen to other Coffee and Capitalism features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. 
Coffin Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Be part of the 350,000 social media followers. Click on the social media tab at thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Copying Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. The music on today's program is written and performed by the Moody River Band. For more information on the Moody River Band, their links, and their music, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com, and click on the Musicians tab. This is the Moody River Band. Over the past few months, I've told you about how unbelievable hatch coaching is. Well, don't just take my word for it. Listen to what Greg Tavine of Emerging Prairies has to say about hatch coaching. Yeah, I mean, this guy gets people laughing. He gets people thinking. He, he's somebody that challenges and inspires. And, and what I think is so beautiful about Eric is he's real. I think the number one thing that I look for in speakers when we bring them into our platforms is that they're that person 365 days a year. Eric is not just a speaker on a stage. That's, that's who he is at the grocery store. That's who he is when he's at the mall. Uh, but, but Eric is somebody that lives his values each and every day. And I, I think we can all respect that. To find out more about Hatch Coaching or to have Eric Hatch speak at your event or company, visit HatchCoaching.com. That's HatchCoaching.com. Or call 701-212-1572. That's 701-212-1572. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Hey folks, I want to take a quick second to tell you just in time for summer, the Crude Life t-shirts are now on shale. Three different designs available. Show your support for the industry and become an energy enthusiast by living the crude life. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now on shale. That's the Crude Life t-shirts now on shale. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet. The Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Welcome back to Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard in the Crude Life Media Network. My name is Jason Spies, and I'm your host today. Up next, Junior Ureus with Up and Smoke Barbecue. Junior Urias on the line with us, a barbecue champion. Is that right? Now you're you're a champion in some different competitions. I, I want to ask you about how you got into barbecue, and then uh, if you want to transition that into, I know ahead of time. So spoiler alert, folks, he is a barbecue pitmaster champion. So start with the beginning of how you got into barbecue and transition into you know kind of some accolades you've gotten along the way. Sure, sure. You know, uh, I started at a young age. I uh... You know, I love cooking and stuff for people. I used to go to uh, barbecue camps in which we would cook for like 600 people a week long every year. And we would do it for seven days. 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And everything was uh, done over campfires. There was no electricity, no ovens, no uh, nothing like that. The coffee was was uh, cooked over coals, and, and you know we used a lot of Dutch ovens. And anyway, that's kind of where we started. You know, I started going back when I was at least twelve years old, and uh, at least thirty years we did that. And that's kind of where my barbecue expedition started. Then I started doing cook-offs because I enjoyed the sport, and, and people always told me that it was uh, that I was good at it. So I ended up continuing the barbecue competitions. I started traveling all over, you know, Texas, and then uh, all over the entire United States. And uh, we ended up uh, on barbecue pitmasters. We were chosen as one of the teams for barbecue pitmasters. Uh, we went and uh, did the barbecue pit masters and won the Texas uh, pit master championship. Wait, you were on uh, pit masters that show that I watch when I go in into hotels and that sort of thing on cable. That that show, barbecue pit masters, the uh, reality show. Absolutely, uh, the the show was on Destination America, and it is barbecue pit masters. And yeah, absolutely, we were on it. Uh, it still boggles my mind that we're on it, and we did good, and, you know, it's just grown my business by far. I, I chuckle because I had uh, I, I wrote down Myron Mixon, uh, Pitmasters, I like it is what I got down in my notes. And the reason I say that is I got rid of my television in 2007, got rid of my landline in 1997. So I've been like an, an early adapter to new technologies, that sort of thing. And so when I go on vacation or travel for business, I, I get into hotel rooms, and that's really where I get my television fixing and that sort of thing. And I stumbled upon this Pitmasters show. And I got to tell you, it was one of my favorite shows because I love to barbecue and I love the, you know, like the diners, drive-ins and dives food network thing. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of that because you have each person really has their own flavor and their own style and their own uh, chemistry, if you will, when it comes to their different meats and everything. So talk to me a little bit about that Pitmasters experience. You know, what, what, what did you cook? What were your sides? Uh, did you get a get insulted by Myron Mixon? Come on now, to share it. <laughs> you know, it's funny, uh, Jason, we were at San Antonio, Texas at another cook-off. This was on the Friday night. We had my trader set up. We're, we're already cooking for the competition. And I got a call. The call was from the Barbecue Pitmasters uh, audition person. And uh, they had asked me if that I if I wanted to be on the show, that I needed to be in Florida by Sunday. To listen to the full-length interview with Junior Ureus with Up and Smoke Barbecue, or listen to other Coffee and Capitalism features, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. Coffee and Capitalism Radio is part of the Crude Life Media Network. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter. All those social media links are available at thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab, check out our different social media sites, and sign up and follow like 350,000 other people, what we have going on with our direct and distinct and exclusive content and features right here on the Crude Life and our Crude Life social media sites. My name is Jason Spies, and this is Coffee and Capitalism Radio Heard on the Crude Life Media Network. Praise it and come home.
Giving your stuff away, why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market, you can make a million too. Minnie's a crooked woman, diamonds on every hand, tricking mother for you everywhere she lands, why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do Put your stuff on the market or You can make a million too Jump over the candlestick. Why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million too. And that concludes this week's episode of Coffee and Capitalism Radio, heard on the Crude Life Media Network. For a full list of today's guest and interview, visit our website, thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. We'll be back next week on this radio station at this time. For a full list of our radio affiliates and other media partners, please visit our website, thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. My name is Jason Spies, and from the staff here at Coffee and Capitalism Radio, we're asking you to be happy, make money, and give back. Thanks for joining us this week, folks. Sign on our front porch saying, hot stuff will say, why don't you do now? Like the millionaires do. Put your stuff on the market. You can make a million, too. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet. 
the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. MeridianEnergyGroupInc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Jason, what's your thought on this? My dad always listens to Jason Spies. No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Jason Spies is the most trusted voice in the Bakken. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. You know, I don't know what justifies being placed in history books, Jason, but in my book, it's in there. (laughs) This is a good thing. Is your boss watching this? You need a raise. Hey folks, I want to take a quick second to tell you just in time for summer, the Crude Life t-shirts are now on shale. Three different designs available. Show your support for the industry and become an energy enthusiast by living the crude life. Visit thecrudelife.com and click on the t-shirts now on shale. That's the Crude Life t-shirts now on shale.